What's going on, everybody? This is Steve Gates. And you know what, look, I think there's no way around it. The past few weeks have been extraordinary. And I think they've had a really incredible impact on all of us. Now, normally I sit behind this microphone and put out content for my podcast. But look, today I wanted to try something different because it feels like these times maybe call for something different. I know a lot of people aren't able to listen to podcasts because their commutes have gone away. The, the free time that we had where we so clearly had time to be able to spend time on work has suddenly been put into a blender. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to share a few of the things that I've been talking about and discussing with other creatives, with leaders and with friends trying to help. And I do this knowing full well how many people I think are just fed up at this point. I think we are fed up of hearing from people and from companies about their thoughts on the coronavirus. I think we are fed up with people who are just saying the easy things and aren't doing much of anything differently. And look, I think the vast majority of them are doing it for no reason but to honestly sort of keep up with the Joneses. So I wanted to share hopefully a few real things, a few things that have helped me and a few things that I think, you know, might actually help some of you see the opportunity in candidly, what is all this insanity? It is a moment, though, where we are not short on challenges. And I think a lot of people I've talking to have been going through similar challenges. You know, a lot of them really have been through our work, right? Because I think one of the things that we've all seen is that, you know, whenever your company suddenly goes remote, it really exposes all your sins. It exposes leadership, trust, infrastructure, process, a lot of these things that, you know what, probably we could fake, cover up, or we're just honestly slowly dying because we were in person. Well, you know what, now all of a sudden, they're in a lot more trouble a lot more quickly. And I think a lot of that has also been, you know, for a lot of people, they're very quickly seeing if you work for a leader or for a manager, because, you know, look, I've spent the last two years traveling the world talking about leadership for a reason that a lot of the leadership models that we've had have been slowly dying. Well, I think for a lot of people right now, they aren't dying quite so slowly. That in many cases, for a lot of us, whenever you're suddenly thrust into a situation like this, you discover that you're you know what, the way that you looked at your day and in a lot of those cases have just been put into a blender because you used to have this really clear block of time in the morning that was just for you. Then you for 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 hours, depending on whatever it was, you had this block of time where you went to work and then you came home again. And, and there are sort of clear lines between all of those. Well, as most people have found out by now, those boundaries and those blocks of time have been put into a blender as you have to flip in and out of personal and professional work it just feels so very different. And I think in a lot of cases, we're seeing that this shelter in place, you know, sort of lifestyle that we're being asked to live is extending to a few too many leaders and a few too many companies and a few too many people's mentality, where they just seemingly seem to feel like all they want to do is to wait for this to be over so they can go back to doing what they did before. And that institutional thinking is a challenge. And I think also for a lot of people, even being in this virtual setting, right? Now, we, now we're all talking to cameras and screens. I, I think that in many cases, we may be overthinking remote. We aren't giving ourselves credit for how many of our skills 
translate. How many of the things we did before still work? We just need to rethink this. We need to rethink how do we use the screen? We need to rethink how do we redo those interactions? But at the same point though, I think you know there is a challenge of not underthinking the need for change. But here's the thing that I would share. Here's the thing that I continue to think about and and the hope that I try to see at the end of this is that we have, you know, look, the challenge usually is, is that we have a hard time affecting any change, whether that's personally, professionally, in the companies we work for, because everything is always in motion. We're always in motion. The, the companies are always in motion. And, and all of a sudden, we have this unprecedented, probably, hopefully, a once-in-a-generation moment to pause and to reassess. And I think that that feels strange. But in that strangeness, I guess I see an opportunity. Because, you know, a moment for business to be able to pause. I can't tell you the number of times, at least in my career that I've wanted to affect change, that people have wanted to affect change, that we wanted to do something differently, but it was gonna be like jumping a moving train from one track to another because there were just so many dependencies, so many things that were going on that would just made it so hard. And I think it's the same thing for us. I, I think for a lot of us, hopefully we're starting to realize that we've been conned into this idea of self-help that we've always, always needed people. We've always needed to reach out, to connect, to, to reflect and to do that was a good foundation, but affecting change by ourselves was always incredibly hard. But like I said, we have this moment to use this time to help ourselves, to help our teams, to help our companies, to put new ideas out there, new ways of working, and to really invest in the people around us. You know, one of the things that I always loved is getting a new job, right? It's almost like that new car smell. It's, it's that magic moment when there's so much possibility. But one of the great things about that is that if you remember probably the first six months of that, you could try almost anything. And if it didn't work, you could always say, well, hey, I'm new here. I didn't know any better. You could try out that new person card to push the boundary, to try new things, to affect change, to lay the foundation of the success you were going to have down the road and do it in that first six months. Well, guess what? Congratulations, we're all now in that new phase. We're all doing something different. We're all trying to figure out how to live differently. We're all trying to figure out how to deal with uncertainty and to deal with some of these things, really unsure of where's this gonna go? How are we gonna do? How are we gonna feel? But I think that in that, to me, is an opportunity. Because it's great for me to see how many people are reconnecting with their families, to see how well their teams work, to, to be able to take the time to invest in trust, to invest in other people, to invest in the things we should have been doing all along, but we just got really caught up and forgot. And I think that for me, and I've talked about this before, right? Like the best teams, the best people, and I think it's become more necessary now than ever, are deliberate. Because I think that's the part of this, right? Is to think about how can we use this time? How can we put structure into the uncertainty to help us? To help us find a way forward, to help us find some comfort and maybe even some control at a time when we feel like, you know what? We maybe don't have any of that. 
And I think some of this is to think about how are we deliberate in the way that we work? Again, the best teams, the best leaders I'm, I've seen and I'm around and I try to bring it in my own work are deliberate in how they are in person and they're deliberate how they are whenever they're remote. I think that the tools and the processes are the foundation of this stuff, but they are not the solution. We get too caught up in, again, what are the tools or the processes? And again, I can tell you, I see people, I see teams, they all have the same tools, they all have the same processes. Some are wildly successful, some are complete dumpster fire. How they work, the way they invest in themselves, the way they set expectations and do things like that are what make the difference. They don't leave it just up to happenstance. Even simple things. Think about how do you communicate with your friends? How do you communicate with the team that you work with? Have you ever defined what those expectations are? Because now whenever we're in this world where we're all disconnected but still incredibly connected, those sort of things probably become important. To do things like to say, hey, look, if I send you an email, get back to me today or as soon as you can. If I send you a text or a Slack or something like that, then again, you know, whenever you have that next opportunity, but it's probably a little bit more urgent than an email, like, yeah, this is something I really want to be able to know about or talk about. Or if I text you, that's the, that's the bat phone. That's the bat signal, the red phone, the whatever it is you want to call it. But that's like, hey, this is really important. I want to talk to you right now. To do something as simple as that, to say, hey, look, this is what each of these mean, starts to really help people, to bring some clarity, to help you communicate, to find support, to understand what's going on out there with other people. Because I think the thing that a lot of, and especially when it comes professionally, what a lot of leaders and a lot of companies struggle with is that we've had this sort of sense that I have to see you to know that you're working. I have to see you to know that you are productive, that you're doing something that is of value, right? And the thing I would say is for all the leaders out there who feel that way, look in the mirror and try to figure out what is the culture you've created? What is the team structure that you have that makes you feel that way about your team or that makes you feel that they might act that way? Because in many cases, I tend to think that those problems will start in that place. But historically, we've just thought this way and that's not the case. Because, look, if you want to be a successful team, and I think a lot of the things that we're experiencing are issues that were always there. This moment has just called them in to be able to see them in clearer focus. But these are also issues that if we can work on them, that if we can make them better, these are the things that are going to help us when we do go back to the office. These are going to help us whenever it goes back to quote unquote no more, what normal will be. And I would probably argue that I think normal isn't going to be the normal that it used to be. But to invest in these things are going to make us stronger no matter what happens. It's going to make us better. It's going to make us better coworkers, better leaders through all these things. Because a lot of the time, it is about how do we work on trust? Because again, this gives us the time and the ability to lean in on our teams, to look at how do we trust each other, to understand that. Because that's the thing that this moment is asking for. Is in the moment when we cannot be physically together and that we have to still work together and to still be productive, it's asking for trust. Now, if you want the longer version of what that is to be the shameless chill that I can be sometimes, like go back and listen to episode 88 of The Crazy One, right? Like that's an entire episode that is just dedicated to looking at trust. But the other thing that I want you to do in this moment is to lean in to trust, is to lean into investing people. But I also want you to be deliberate about how do you protect yourself? Because I would argue I've been doing remote for the past two years. It's incredibly easy 
to burn yourself out. It's incredibly easy to get overwhelmed because you start to realize the things that you miss are the little things that helped. The simple walk between meetings, the lunch hour whenever you got to go outside, the lunch half hour, the lunch 15 minutes, like whatever it was. But even those little moments and those little breaks gave you a breather. It let you be able to just shift your brain into a different gear. And it's incredibly easy in this format to sit in front of the screen and to be able to just go back to back to back and burn yourself out. And the other thing that it's really easy to do, why I want you to be honest and I want you to protect yourself is because it's easy to become a performer. It's easy to let the distance, it's easy to let the image, it's easy to let this thing become a performance because it's easy to hide if you're scared, if you're hurt, if you're uncertain, it's easy to turn the camera on, put on a performance, put on the happy face, and at the end of that, go back to being unsure, go back to being uncertain, go back to being somebody who's in pain or who's struggling. And I think that's one of the things that I've, I've learned the hard way in my life is that you're never going to know the support you have until you ask for it. But part of this is going to be dependent on you to ask for it. To, to be the person who is going to be able to reach out towards people, to let them know when you need help, to let them know when you need time or you need a moment or that today is a day when you're not at your best or you need to spend time with your kids or you need to do something else like that. You're going to need to empower that vulnerability in yourself and in others to be able to share what's going on because this is where that social media wiring and trap in our brains where it can become a performance where we spend so much time on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram convincing everybody how great our life is, how picture perfect it is, how wonderful it is, how that can dangerously carry over into these moments, into the moments whenever that performance can hurt you, whenever that performance can isolate you. But that's the thing I want you to do is to think about yourself, to protect yourself, to be vulnerable, to reach out and just let people know. Doesn't mean you have to have the answer. Doesn't mean that again, you know, you need to be bulletproof. It, it just, means to be human because I think that hopefully is the thing that maybe we're all being reminded of right now is that how good we are convincing ourselves that how different we all are it's amazing how similar we can be in a moment like this but here's the other thing if you I mean look I've spent almost four years now pouring everything I know sharing everything that I've learned into the crazy one podcast right and I've done it in the hopes of trying to help, in the hopes of trying to prepare people to take on challenges. And those could be ranging from the everyday work that you do to becoming a better and stronger person or leader who can take on what is often an uncertain future, whether that's in our careers, our work, our teams, our companies, or even unbelievably moments like this. And I guess for me, my hope was always that, you know, the crazy one was, it was an ongoing class. It was the book I never wrote. It was the chance to be able to share all these things and be able to have a conversation with people. But I guess I also always saw it as a movement, as a mindset, as a way of sort of approaching things. And I think that's my hope is that in this moment, we can all find that crazy one inside of us because... It, it wasn't ever, you know, a hat or a tattoo or anything like that. I mean, for me, a crazy one was always somebody who was willing to do things differently, even whenever it was hard, that it was someone who was willing to challenge and improve the system, 
in times whenever that was easy, but also in times whenever it was difficult. And it asked for creativity and it asked to be able to think differently and, and to really respect the legacy of what came before, but not ever be bound and constrained and imprisoned by it. But to look at how can we improve it, to look inward into ourselves, to make peace with who we are and to find the strength within ourselves to be our own voice. That was, that was where that title, that's where, you know, the tattoo I have came from, was from my struggle trying to find my voice, to find my contribution. And I think to do it with the recognition of how can I improve myself, but to do it with an awareness and a humility that thought of other people, that thought of the impact that you have, that thought about the ripples that you put out there into the world. And I think... You know, I now is for me the moment when all of those things matter. The way that you exist in the world, the strength that you find in an uncertain time. That a lot of the things that we're now experiencing as a society have been the things that I think we've also been trying to do at work. And for me, there's always been a parallel between the, the two. I, I've never been somebody who's been able to separate who I am as a person and, and who I am in my professional circles because I think so much of it, I think, just applies. The way you treat somebody at work matters. The way you treat a stranger on the street matters. And I think now in that moment, when it's easy to hide, when it's easy to be afraid, whenever it's easy to put on a mask, for me, now is the moment not to do any of those things. It's the moment to help somebody who you don't know. It's the moment to make somebody stronger, to make them smarter, to make them better because that to me is again as i think about that movement about you know who is a crazy one what does that mean that's the definition of it i think that's that's what i aspire to try to be in whatever way i can to help whoever it is i can to to do those sort of things and i think that that for me is is the hope and the opportunity in this moment because for me the measure of somebody has never been what were they like on a good day? It's easy to be nice. It's easy to, to do all the things that we wish we were when we're happy and when it's on a good day. For me, the measure of a person comes on the bad days, the difficult days. The, the, those are the days that I think show who you are. Those are the days, those are the days that matter. And I think the problem is right now we have a lot of those days. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that are giving in to the easier emotions. They're giving in to the fear, to the uncertainty. And it's understandable. And I'm not saying that they don't exist. I'm, I'm saying you need to recognize them, but again, not be defined by them. But the way that we are matters. The way that you are to other people matters. And I think that's my hope in all of this, is that we can see it for the challenge it is. See it for an unprecedented time. But I think, you know, and, and some people have joked that, you know, while prior generations were called to war, we, we were being called to sit on our couch. People are getting sick, right? People who we want to still be with us are not going to be. But I, again, I think that, you know, for us, instead of sitting here mourning the loss of normal, mourning and focusing and spiraling on what we wish this was, it's an opportunity to try to help, to try to improve in whatever way we can to step up and to be the one who's going to try to affect change because that to me is what a crazy one is. 
I'm going to keep trying to do my part to reach out to people, to be available, to help in any way that I can. And if you are somebody who needs to talk, if you are somebody that has lost your job and wants somebody to look at your resume, to look at your portfolio, to try to help you network, to try any of these sort of things, you know what? Reach out to me. I will make as much time as I can. I will dedicate as much as I can to try to help in that moment to try to help those people who need it. But like I said, I think hopefully in all of this, you can maybe see an opportunity. You can maybe try to find some structure and some sanity in some incredibly uncertain times because we don't know how long this is going to go and we can't control that. But I think we can control us. We can control what we do. We can control the way that we show up. And to think about that and to step into that, to me, that is what I think is going to be remembered after all of this starts to fade. We remember those people. We're going we're gonna to remember those sort of things. We're going to remember those acts as, as the thing that got us through. So hopefully this helps. Hopefully you can find some insight or some comfort in this. If you didn't, hopefully maybe it just it gave you a, a decent distraction for a few minutes to not think about whatever it is you're going through right now. So like I said, reach out to me. I'm here to help. Hopefully this helped. And uh, hey, as always, <laughs> stay crazy.